So, if you've listened to this podcast before, you'll know words like feature quite heavily. So, if you've got kids listening or you're easily offended, I'd highly advise you to Esteemed deaf pals, now it turns out some of you have been complaining that these episodes aren't long enough. <laughs> well then, you'll be dying to know that this isn't all of it, you wonderful twits. After you've finished hearing how your favourite guests are going to peg it, they join me over at Six Feet Under to read through your real-life death-related anecdotes and tell us what they're taking to the grave with them. Oh, I just love how everybody thinks that heaven is just sort of, you know, <laughs> Covent Garden. <laughs> For just two ninety nine a month, you get all that and every episode completely ad-free. Oh, the dream. So, as the Grim Reaper says, get on with it and subscribe. Head to where there's a will, there's wake.com for details. Right, let's get cracking. Hello, I'm Kathy Burke, and welcome to this unpleasant corner of the podcast sphere. It's pure hell down here. And by the way, did you know that when the shop shut down, they join us in the afterlife? Oh yes, we've got BHS, we've got R Price, we've got Woolies. Oh, but your trolley's always got a broken wheel, and there's usually some dingbat queuing in front of you dropping their cash everywhere. Um, can we get a move on, please? Yeah, I promise the Grim Reaper I'll pick him up some chicken nuggets. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Where There's a Will, There's a Wake. Where there's a will, there's a wake. As we contemplate the days between now and the big sleep, it's time to welcome another victim to this vacuous void. While some podcasts take a deep dive into the news, we look at the biggest headline of your life, the day you shimmy off this mortal coil. And joining us today to talk about their dream demise, oh, it's the very brilliant... That's a great one. That's a good one. I like a chicken. That's beautiful. Welcome, Siobhan. Hello, thank you for having me here. How lovely to see you. Really lovely to see you. How you been? I've been I've been well. Uh, I just finished a play. Is it the Beckett's Happy yeah, Days? Yeah, Happy Days, yeah. So I'm in a great mood to discuss uh, the grave. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Beckett. That's quite an intense piece of work because oh, it's a monologue, basically. Listen, I'm sort of, I'm sort of cross with you. I'm cross with everybody I know for not sitting me down and going, "What the hell are you doing?" <laughs> can, oh, can I curse? Of course, you fucking can. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I was thinking, and then I was like, "Yeah, yeah, what the fuck was I doing?" Thinking that I could do happy days. So I am in. I am. I really want to talk about death, and I want to talk about funerals, and I want to talk about the end of time. Yeah. Well, you're in the right place, That's then, right. Miss Thank McSweeney. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I just want to say as well, big congrats on your recent BAFTA win. Thanks very much for the old Derry Girls. For the old Sister M. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. The lovely sardonic uh, sister, yeah. Sister Michael. Great character. Fantastic character. Once, uh, once in a lifetime. You know all about. Uh, Great characters, how how rare they come along. And Derry Girls was, I mean, what a success. It was huge. I know. Do you know, I was coming down on the train from Birmingham Mm. and two Australian people, an older woman and her grown-up son, 
both huge fans of the show from Australia. Amazing. They said it's huge in Australia. And I said, oh, are you Irish? Thinking it must be like the Irish community there. And she was like, no, not at all. Uh-huh. She said, it's, it's, it's just something we, that go, goes down really well. And that, that really, really warms my heart. Because then you sort of go, why are we trying to make things generic? Make them as specific and uh-huh. as true to yourself as possible. And if it's good, everybody will like it. Yes. Not everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah, thinking. yeah. No, I think it really hit a chord for people. And uh, it's sort of weird, isn't it, when things set in the 90s are... That's history. (laughs) It's like, gee whiz. I mean, people think this is sort of a joke or a glib line, I say. But when she was saying, oh, I'm writing something about school in the 90s, there might be something in it for you. I hand on heart thought it was one of the kids because the 90s was 10 years ago. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The 90s was 10 years ago. And I was like, oh, Christ, you know, we'll have to we'll have to let out the skirt. But apart from that, it'll be totally fine. (laughs) Amazing. Well, wonderful. And is there a... Going to be a spin-off or anything like that? Or is is that it now? Oh, that's it now. Yeah, that's uh-huh. it now. Yeah, yeah, I've hung up the habit. Um, I, I think we all want to, 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 to try on different, different costumes now. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Great. And what are you doing next then, Miss McSweeney? What's going on? Well, next will be the Great Pottery Throwdown. Of course, mm. which we love. Oh, I love it so much too. I have to say, you're very, very good presenting that. I remember watching the first series that you presented. And and within week two, they were doing little figurines of you. <laughs> I thought, gee whiz, <laughs> she's completely, they've all fallen in love with her. <laughs> you make them feel very safe and... Uh... Well, thank you for saying that because it's a, it's not a new programme, but its success is sort of, or it's more mainstream success is relatively new. Yeah. And so as a result, as a demographic, potters are... you know they're on nobody's going into pottery to be on telly right no no so you still are getting one of the last samples of humans that have no fucking clue how to be in front of a camera Uh uh-huh they're not they're not suave they're not styled Uh, they're there in spite of the fact of the cameras you know and I think as a result you just get you get more authentic television really absolutely yeah, I'm looking forward to this this year now. The first series, I didn't know what I was doing and nearly had a heart attack. The second series, I had the gammy leg. Listener, the gammy leg she's referring to. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> I was directing uh, Miss McSweeney in uh, a four-part television drama called Holding. My first time directing television. Oh, yes. And we were all the way over in beautiful West Cork. And filming there, and was it week two of filming or week three? I think it was week three because thankfully we'd done most of the big scenes. We'd done most of your I big still, stuff. I still wake up giggling <laughs> at the idea of having to do some of the scenes that I did with a gammy leg. <laughs> <laughs> well, Siobhan had a day off. Yep. And she's very fond of this little bike that she was touring around on. And she did a programme about Northern Ireland, which was brilliant, where she was on her bike. So she got very fond of this bike. This bike was her new best friend. Mm-hmm. And Jesus, didn't she go yeah. head over, arse over tit yeah. and broke her leg extremely badly because I've had a broken leg and it is horrendous. But your broken leg, I mean, it was proper Broke, broke, broke. Oh, it was rubble. I mean, we shat ourselves. It was like, what the effing hell do we do? But what was wonderful, what was beautiful, actually, about the whole situation, everyone's first concern was you. It was all about if you were okay. That was the most important thing. 
And in fact, I just have to say, because uh, the execs and writers, Dominic Trevor Collins and Karen Cogan, they desperately wanted uh, Siobhan for this role. And, uh, and then when I was uh, asked to direct it, um, the first thing Dom, uh, Dominic said to me was, who do you see as breed? And I said, well, it's Siobhan McSweeney, isn't it? Fuck off, really? Honestly, I didn't honestly. know that's how it went. Oh, my god! And gosh. they were like, yes, because that's who we want. That's who we want. And I said, well, let's stop titting about. Let's just fucking offer it to Siobhan McSweeney and let's hope and pray that she agrees to do it. Oh, so, my God. And also what was amazing, because then Siobhan had to come back to work and, of course, she was in a bloody wheelchair. I was in a wheelchair. And she was on really strong painkillers. <laughs> and, of course, when she was filming, she couldn't be on the painkillers because it would make you woozy. Yeah. And so they she put was me in, on oxy. Oh, my God. So on much oxy. pain. Gee whiz. And you know what? When we were editing, we had great crack. I had great crack with the two editors, Derek and Eve. We would play broken leg, no broken leg. <laughs> And honest to God, ah. Siobhan, they never got it fucking right. Yes, you know, Shut isn't up. that wonderful? Well, do you know I'm going to I'm going to follow your lead and say, well, I'm very proud of myself as well. Good, then. and so I, you bloody should be. I am very proud of myself. You were a real trooper. I was in a lot of fucking pain. Well, talk. Well, do you know what? You're not in pain anymore because you're dead. Oh, isn't that lovely? That's it's a nice lovely. Thanks very much. To it, and so before we get on to the actual death. It is freshly cut mackerel fried in either plain flour or porridge oats. Mmm. Um, a big mug of Barry's tea. Lovely. With a teensy bit of milk. Soda bread mm. with, like, you know, I use butter like cheese. I oh, cut, right. I, you know, I cut that. <laughs> I cut it like cheese. Yeah. But abandoned co-op butter. And have and a bit of salt and a bit of pepper, white pepper, mm. and that is it. It is the most delicious meal in the world. And so simple. Yeah. I mean, this is your. It's like it's. I, I know you don't believe in the big guy, but hey, it's like you're doing a little tribute. Act oh yeah, to him the loaves with of the fishes and the fucking fishes, <laughs> Siobhan. I think subliminally, uh, you, yeah, you want to be friends with Jesus. I'm. I'm bargaining. I'm. I'm keeping. I'm. You know. I'm betting on both sides. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Do you make soda bread? I, I make a good soda bread, you know. Do you? I uh, do you know, I, 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 I remember you say that. I do make a good soda bread, yeah. I mean, it's it's sort of a relatively easy loaf to make if you've got all the ingredients. It is, but it's it's so satisfying, yeah. really. I mean, the, my, my, my mam, she had a cottage industry. It sounds so quaint, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> she supplied all the local shops. With uh, brown, with soda bread and apple tarts and scones. Oh. So I used to wake up every morning and be like, "Oh, for fuck's sake, not another scone!" <laughs> and of course, you know the, the the what do they say? You know the cobbler's kids never have shoes or whatever. Right. So I'd be sent to I'd be sent to school every single day with freshly baked soda bread. Oh, lovely! How middle class of you? Yeah. When it's still warm, though, you don't wrap. You don't put it in it. Like I remember, like having to. Open the 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 the, the lunchbox and the condensation. Oh, so the right. whole lunchbox yes. would be completely damp. Yes, and damp 
soda bread <laughs> is just paste. It's just wallpaper it's paste. Not good. Yeah, and it's not good at all. You're like, yeah. Oh, yeah, dear. Yeah, yeah, so it wasn't. But it, she, 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 she was wonderful. So it's nice to have the soda bread. Well, we'll make sure that you can have that, your beautiful, freshly caught mackerel. That's right, freshly caught mackerel. And soda bread. And soda bread. And now we're going to move on to... The Death. Have you pegged it? Right. Now... This is sort of the problem. Mm-hmm. I don't want to die. Okay. I really don't want to die at all. Uh-huh. I don't like the idea of it. So I haven't I haven't evolved enough to be okay with it. So at the moment, what I would like is that um, everybody else is gone. <laughs> right. The world is on fire. Ah. There, it is uninhabitable. There's nothing to live for. Right. The idea of somebody else, of everybody else being dead would probably be enough to let me curl up into a corner and die. Right. Yeah. That's the only way you're getting me. So do you have uh, FOMO, as the kids say, fear of missing out? I think um, I used to have major FOMO. Uh-huh. Now I'm at this this point in my life where I'm like, I'm quite enjoying missing things. Yeah. I'm like, no. No, thank you. I'm staying in and watching Poirot. And it's it's it sort of gives me the same tingly delight as if I'd be like, oh, I found out where the party is. I'm off to there. And I'm really enjoying. But at this, but death is different, isn't it? Mm. So, yeah, I mean, th- there is sort of a problem because I, I literally I, I have gone through every scenario, not every scenario, but I've really thought about this, how I would like to die and blah, blah, blah. And the preferable one is when nobody else there's nothing else to do. I have I have drained, I've sucked the marrow from the bone. I have to find out something else now. Okay. Which leaves a problem for the old uh, funeral and the wake. Well, it and does. Will. Well, it leaves a problem for the rest of the fucking podcast. Yeah, it does. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Cause of death. Kathy strangling. <laughs> For being fucking annoying. <laughs> well, well, because my next question is, how is the public response going to be to your death? You see, I can hold t- the cognitive dissonance is a great thing. I can hold two conflicting thoughts at the same time. Lovely. I do want an outpouring of public grief, but I also find it repulsive. Yes, <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> I find it really repulsive. I found the Diana stuff gross. I find the Queen gross. All of it is gross. It's also it's a lie. It's a lie. It's mm-hmm. it's gross, vulgar, and I don't like the hypocrisy of deification when somebody's dead. You know. Say that word again. The deification, you know. Oh, they were fantastic. Right. They were like a god. Oh, they never did. You know, they died. They didn't become ma'am. I could see my dad turning my mother. When my mother died, my dad slowly turned my mother into a goddess. Yes. Over the years. And, yeah. and literally things would become relics and little sayings. And I'm like, I just saw it and it was all a lie. Uh-huh. It was, I had n- and it, it, it made me furious because it had nothing to do with the... Uh, earthy, smart, witty, mm. human, corporal, fleshy mammy I had, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> Why do you think people do that? Why do you think they suddenly, it's like oh, people are only spoken about then as though they were angels. Right. You know, and that there was no uh, no substance, no other sort of, the, the three dimension of a person goes. Yeah, and I have thought 
why do we do this? Yeah. And I think it's the same reason why we invented God. To make sense of the horror of it, of the gaping, gaping hole in the ground, you sort of go, well, this person was... And, you know, extraordinary uh-huh. because something extraordinary is happening to them. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I know where you're coming from. I do. But uh, back to the death and the gaping nothingness. Yes. Well. <laughs> well. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break. This is an advertisement for BetterHelp Therapy Online. Goddess Charlie, you all right? You look a bit tense. What makes you say that? Well, <laughs> you're biting your nose and your leg is shaking like a horny chihuahua. Oh yeah, now you mention it, I do feel a bit stressed. Come on then, spill the beans to Auntie Kath. What's on your mind? That's the weird thing, I don't actually know. It could be the endless sleepless nights I spend strategising on how I'm going to get a ticket to Glastonbury this year, or it could be the triple espresso I neck to make sure I didn't fall asleep on the way to work. Blimey goddess, whatever it is, you should invest some time in getting to the bottom of it. You're right. It's no good letting things fester and get out of control, especially when it's so convenient to talk to therapists now. Ah, oh, you mean our friends at BetterHelp? Precisely. It's entirely online and suited to your schedule. With over a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. And our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com wake. That's Better H-E-L-P dot com slash wake. Animal, vegetable or mineral. So what do you want to come back as? Animal, vegetable or mineral? Myself. Yourself? Yeah. I don't think we've had that before, have yeah. we? <laughs> I want to come back as myself. I'm having a lot of fun. Oh. And I'm, I, I'm not bored. Uh-huh. And I feel... Uh, nosy about life. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, this is good because uh, you're so in demand at the moment. It's sort of beautiful to see. So it's great that uh, you're enjoying it so much. You know? Well, I spent so many years not being in demand. Uh-huh. And I'm uh, grateful for those times because that means that I'm not, please God, I won't lose the head yeah, this yeah, time. Yeah. And I also know how I'm not more worthy now than I was then. And it didn't come easily, but it could go easily. But I, I want to have as much fun as possible. Yeah. And I, I'm not talking about like, you know, falling out of the Groucho at four. But, you know, that, if that happens, <laughs> I'm open to that too. But I'm talking about like the reason I wanted to become an actor Funnily enough, talking about reincarnation is to be, is to live as many lives as possible. Yes, I want I want to I want to be a restoration maid, and I want to be a, a, a Russian orchard owner, and I want to do you know I want yeah. I want to do everything, absolutely everything, uh-huh. apart from the things I don't want to do. Yes, and <laughs> you know because Mam died when I was twenty seven, when I just graduated from drama school, and uh-huh. because of how she responded to all that, which was one of you know, she she was really dismayed. I uh, really, really yeah. dismayed. Yeah. Uh, they both were. So the you, whole... you'd shown no desire to be an actor when you were younger. Yeah, yeah, I had. So you had. Yeah, I had, and it was so what. Uh huh. I mean, this it, it, it's it's that gener not generation, but that demographic who you know free education came into Ireland. Like I could go to university. What What did you study at uni? Biological and chemical sciences. Ah, right. Okay. Natch. 
Yeah, and I, I, I hated it. I hated it. And I'm really grateful to uh, the Irish Republic for bringing in free education, free third level education, because I spent five years doing a four year degree and I wrung as much as I could out of the drama department there, out of <laughs> many boyfriends, out of like, do you know what I mean? I, I, I properly lived, I think, for the first time. And it made me realise there's no way on earth I could, there was no choice. I had to become an actor. Uh huh. Nice. And yeah. also, and, and to me, it's not been a waste of money. Do you know what I mean? No. In your education, because what you're giving back now to to Ireland with your beautiful performances, <laughs> and you know, and also uh, it's it sort of the arts. This is why we have to protect the arts Completely. because the arts bring so much money into a country. Completely. You know, especially places like Ireland and especially places like England. And and it should be protected and it should be respected in that way for what it brings, what it brings into uh, countries, you know. For sure. I th- Yeah, I think you've hit on the right word there, respect, actually. Because it, like even now, I sort of feel, oh, well, I'm hardly going down a mine, I'm hardly saving lives and it's hardly rocket science. no. But it ha- does have value. Absolutely. And uh, and uh, you just reminded me there, the brilliant act- I think one of this country's finest actors, Linda Bassett. Oh, my God, I adore her. She's a goddess. She's oh. an absolute. She's a genius. A, and a genius. And, uh, is she and kind? She's so kind. I, that makes sense. And uh, Linda is the most sort of grounded. She is the earth. And I never forget saying to Linda once, I mean, you're, you're, what you say about it's not going down a mine, being an actor or whatever, being an artist. And, uh, and I remember having this sort of doubt uh, uh, about the acting at one point. And I said to Linda, you know, it is ridiculous, isn't it, what we do? We're not helping anybody. And Linda said, do you know what? She said, when I was your age, I had these doubts as well. I was about, you know, mid-30s at the time. She said, and I never forget, she said her brother said to her, it helps all the people that need to sit down and enjoy a bit of telly at the end of a hard day. Yeah. It is necessary. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So uh, I thought that was a great thing for her to pass on. Yeah. Uh, The art saved my life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Watching telly saved my, that was my haven as a kid was watching telly. Yeah, me too. You know? Mm-hmm. And uh, and thinking to yourself, oh, how can I pretend to be that person? Totally. And then you'd sort of, if you watched something and you loved it, you'd play you'd it. You'd do it. Afterwards. Yeah. You'd do a little game and yeah. play, make your own play up. and That's right. You know. Oh, blimey, I've gone a bit... Oh, I've gone a bit emotional. <laughs> Goddess Katie. <laughs> so, and now we're going to move on to... The Fuse. So, Siobhan, before we get into your funeral, I must address our lovely listener. So, if you want to hear more fun-related death anecdotes, head on over to our subscription podcast, Six Feet Under, where we hang out with our guests for a bit longer, reading through your real-life funeral tales. Uh, The hearse has arrived, and in we all popped. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds really jolly. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? I'm also reading it in quite a, hello, and a (laughs) Plus, you get all episodes completely ad-free. To find out how to subscribe, just go to where there's a will, there's a wait.com. So, 
Where's it going to be? At church, a field in Glastonbury? What do you want? Um, uh, now, the earth is on fire, remember? Oh, the earth is on fire. I thought you said your arse. At <laughs> 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 cause of death. <laughs> um, no, but like also the earth is on fire, but also um, it's, it's uh, in Cork. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, in yeah. in the countryside, I I do like a church. Mm. Um, I do not like the church. Yes, I'm actively hostile to the church. Uh-huh. But I do like a church. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I love a candle. You do. And I I mean I swear to God, like I I do love a man in a frock. <laughs> and <laughs> I love incense and I love the singing. Oh jeepers, I love the singing. I want a whole thing. Uh-huh. Um, I was thinking maybe the um, the you know the the lovely black horses and the carriage to to bring instead of the hearse. Uh-huh. But then I thought no, I want a litter of young Greek boys. Do you know, do you remember how Liz Taylor entered in Cleopatra? Yes, that but me dead. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, I I wanted camp and beautiful and sad, mm. and I also definitely no matter what want. Um, the same litter of Greek boys to send out beautifully embossed pieces of off-white card to my list of enemies. Nice. And telling them, be handwritten apart from the top bit, where it would say, you are cordially not invited. (laughs) (laughs) And I would handwrite underneath the reasons why they were cunts. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that bit, actually. Yeah. You wouldn't want to do that in life? You wouldn't want oh, to I'd just... prepare. I'd yeah, prepare. Yeah. yeah, I'd prepare. Uh-huh. Uh, like, this is also... I mean, also, you know, the earth is on fire and I said everybody's dead, but maybe they're still alive. <gasps> See, that's the ultimate revenge. Isn't it? They're really? still alive. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely leaving if this is all this here. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 that's great. Yeah, I probably need to hire a few more Greek fellas, but sure. You know, I mean... Easy to find. Easy easy to find. Easy to find. So um, we know who you don't want there. Yeah. So who would you want coming? It's a balance, isn't it? You don't want it to be so much... For it to be just a great fucking day. Uh Because you're not going to be there. There's a thing going on now. There seems to be... Well, we had the... Quite wonderful, Katie Price, oh. the other day. Because Katie Price said, wouldn't it be nicer if you could have your funeral when you're still alive? Yeah. yeah. You know? And uh, and I said, well, actually, you could if you wanted to. Yeah. And she was like, really? And I said, yeah, I read this thing recently where a lady knew she was terminally ill oh. and knew she didn't have long and was arranging her funeral and thought, God, this sounds great. Actually, I'm going to pull it forward a couple of months. Brilliant, brilliant, <laughs> and have it while I'm while I'm still yeah. here. And then yeah. when I peg it, it can just be quiet, you know, because we've done the big celebration. Yeah, and the but interesting big celebration is it a celebration or is it mourning? You know, like a celebration of a life and a mourning of the life that is gone. The funeral is for the people, not for the dead. Yeah, yeah. But that said, you know, burying mam, burying dad, burying my aunt. The guilt I came away with about things not going right. In what way? What do you mean? Oh, you know, like the do afterwards. Uh-huh. 
uh, that there were, you know, whatever. I didn't order enough hot meals or whatever. Stupid things, right? So I don't want that to happen for any of... um, uh, apart from the enemies, uh, any anybody I love, I don't want them to feel shame mm. that they didn't organise something that I, I... They can do what they want. Yes. I want my, you know, hopefully I'll go before my brother, but also he'll be dead too. You know, I don't want him ever worrying about those sort of things. I want him to know that whatever he does, mm-hmm. it will have been perfect and thanks very much. And I'm sure, I hope you don't mind me being... You know, it's not really my my place to say. I'm sure your mum and dad would have felt exactly the same, actually. But that didn't matter. I hope so. I hope so. So, so that's why I'm beginning to think, oh, crikey, maybe they weren't disappointed. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. I don't think not at all, you know. And also they're fucking dead, so, you know. Well, exactly, mum. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, you know. And what about the pearly gates? Yeah. I mean... I'm assuming you'd love to see mum and dad again yeah. at the pearly gates. But, but do you know what? Go on. I will. I, I would, of course, love to see mum and dad. Like, I dream, like, I wanted them to be there in the BAFTAs. Not yeah. for the, like, aren't I great, but for the... No. I'm okay. The, the I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. But I feel, I feel a bit, um, should I say this, but after my father died, my father was ill for a long time and... I felt, I I felt high. Mm-hmm. I was manic for three months after he died. Yeah, that makes complete sense. And after the manic stopped, I swear to God, Cassie, this outpouring of ideas and of plots and plans and I started writing and I had an idea for this and I had an idea for that and I want to go for this and la 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 la. It was like a dam had burst. Uh-huh. And I think that the the best gift my parents gave me was dying. That's really interesting. Because I mm. feel that it has allowed me finally to grow up. Uh-huh. You know, I you know, I minded dad and I minded mum as much as I you know, there's a great honour and it's a real privilege to be able to look after your parents. It's a it's a real, real privilege. Mm-hmm. Um and a beautiful thing. And I remember specifically the day when dad allowed me to take care of him. And it was, it was, it was so kind of him to let me do that. And to suddenly not have to worry about that anymore. And feel like, yes, I minded them, that's fine. But now I have this. I have more than half my brain back. Yes. And also freedom. It's a weird sort of freedom. Oh, my God. That's it. Because, That's what it is. It's freedom. Yeah, because you're always sort of um, conscious of, oh, but if I do that, what are they going to think? So it does give you this sort of a freedom. It does. You know? It really does. Um, and I think as a result has made me a better actor. Okay. To, be a, to act, you need to be utterly relaxed. Yeah. Yeah. Come from a place of relaxation, uh-huh. not of stupor, <laughs> not fucking napping. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but of relaxation, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Wonderful. So, do you want to be buried or cremated? <laughs> that was quite loud. <laughs> buried or cremated, Mom <laughs> Sweeney? Um, I think I want to be cremated. Okay. I think I want to be cremated. But it's funny because like Irish people don't get cremated that often. So it's it's relatively new, right? Yes. We're like, oh my God. And everybody I've said it to, oh, you want to be burnt? I'm like, no, I'll be dead. I'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So uh, when ma'am, God, I mean, it is the topic. So but yeah, when, yeah. Ma, when ma'am died, dad obviously bought the plot, right? Uh-huh. And I'll never forget this. I will never forget this. Myself and my brother, like my brother younger than me, so he would have been like 23, were clutching each other in, in absolute... She was our rock, you know, mm-hmm. she was the glue. We, 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 we spun off into different worlds after she died. She was the glue that held us, you know. And we were holding on, the very last vestiges of holding on to each other. And Dad, we're staring at it and we're thinking, the headstone isn't even there, it's just the cross. Mm-hmm. And he turns around and he looks at his two children. <sighs> and he looks at me and he winks and he goes, room for three. <gasps> My brother was like, hello? <laughs> <laughs> he managed in one fell swoop to insult the pair of us. <laughs> Because, of course, my brother was in a relationship. You know, oh, that, I yeah. see. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you'll be going with the wife. Yeah. <laughs> She'll have to come in what? with us. <laughs> She's coming in with us. I'm like, no, 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 you're, you're definitely not. No, I, I, I. Um, <laughs> room for three. And uh, so I, what I love about that they're buried together, mm. it also is a place for me to go. Yeah. Um, I love that. But what's sad is that uh, I can see the graves around me that have filled in since mam and dad have. Uh, mam and dad's isn't been as uh, cared for as much as others. And, right. you know, it's it, it, it all varies, right? Yeah, yeah. There's something about, you know, there are places that mean an awful lot to me and people who mean an awful lot to me. Maybe ashes are a greater way of doing that. I mean, it's a different world now, isn't it? Because when people were buried years ago and everything, people still lived in the area yeah. that they were buried in. Yeah. Do you know? I mean, I mean, people were buried in the area that they used to live in. Yeah. You know, and nowadays, like you say, it's a world where everybody's split and here, there and everywhere. Yeah. So it just, all those things of keeping a grave nice and That's stuff, right. it's it's quite difficult for people to do because not everyone is in the vicinity of it right. um, constantly. Yeah. So so and, and anywhere you'd like your ashes to be scattered, though, do you think? Uh, West Cork. Okay. Yeah, Bear, the Bearer Peninsula. Mm-hmm. Some in uh, Coulee, um, which is further east and in the garden where I grew up as well. Like uh-huh. I, I I love my life in London. I couldn't I couldn't think of a nicer life I have. But you know, home is home. That's it. I don't want to live there, but no, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it always calls you back. Calls it does. you back. It really does. Lovely. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break. So, the wake. So, the do, is it? The do. Yeah, because yeah. I don't want to be waked. No, no, because uh, the wake in Ireland is very different to here. Oh. Because obviously the wake is you, you lying yeah. in a coffin in a room yeah. for a week. Here, I just think it means the piss up. Oh, the piss up, the do after. It's grand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, yeah, I don't want, I, I don't want to be waked in the house because the house, nobody needs to tidy it up. Um, the do, uh, yeah, a full piss up. A great piss up, lots of crying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, lots of crying, lots of 
She was a great woman and uh, downing, downing the pint. I don't know, like, funerals can be sort of fun, can't they? Uh-huh. And they can be if you want them to be. If that's been your request, I just want everybody to have a good time. No, I want them crying. Oh, it was a shame. She was 150, but she went too soon. <laughs> I want to be really old as well. Yes. Really, really old. Uh-huh. I don't care how decrepit. I mean, I'm decrepit as, it, as I am now. Uh, I, I, I don't mind how decrepit I get. Uh-huh. I think so. Although pain isn't great, is it? Pain isn't great. But you did spend a bit of time in Skibbereen in the old people's home when you broke your leg. I did. And which I... was a genius idea to put you in there, actually. It was such actually. a good idea. And, uh, such a good idea. And actually, you were quite taken with the place. Oh, I loved you? it. And I don't think it was just the oxy. Uh-huh. I don't think it was just the painkillers <laughs> that made me like the place. No, I really liked it. And do you know what I liked about it is that uh, the people there were um, interest. they were passionate about their job. Yes, yes. And that is a beautiful thing to see no matter what it is, but especially when it involves caring. And that makes that makes a world of difference. And I yeah. think, why was I talking about that? Oh yeah, so I don't mind being really old. Yes, being really old. Yeah. And what about the will? I mean, what have you got? Who's going to get it? Have you got anything? Are you worried about people finding stuff? You know, so when uh, when Dad died, I cleared out the the house at home, and I found ev. It's like as a teenager, I felt that I needed to document everything, or that you know that my papers would be needed in mm-hmm. some sort of giant institution. The fucking arrogance, and I burnt everything. <laughs> I burnt everything. So there's nothing. The idea of like forensically analysing papers left behind or something, Mm. it's setting my teeth on edge a little bit. It's getting on my tits a little bit. Uh And I I sort of era fuck off, like look at my work, talk to my friends. Very good. Very good. (laughs) So Siobhan, we're almost at the end of this episode. It's been magnificent. Just like we're at the end of your pathetic life. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks so much for joining us today. It's been absolutely brilliant. But before we release your spirit to the afterlife for all eternity, we're going to give you the last word. So, famous last words. Famous last words. So I don't know if you've had this before. Go on. Dort me gorev me broite. Okay. Which is Irish for I told you I was poorly. Very good. Spike Milligan. The Spike Milligan. Very mm-hmm. famous Spike Milligan. Mm-hmm. I think Spike Milligan, saying that, that that's what he wanted, I told you I was ill, or I told you I was poorly, I think that was the beginning of people sort of being relaxed enough to laugh about death. Mm-hmm. Because at the time, you know, he said that, I think, in the 70s, it was sort of a shocking Thing to say. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, very funny, but also really shocking. It was like, God, he's taking the piss out yeah. of it. Yeah. You know? And that was sort of the start of it, I think, you know? Yeah. And completely encapsulated his sort of philosophy as well. Yes. And yeah. he was Irish. So. Yes. Yeah, he has it in Irish. He has it written in Irish. Uh, he, oh, he does. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should have, I told you I was poorly too. Come on. me grevne broita, come Yeah, there's, um, I remember like growing up and you'd cast a cold eye on life and death, horsemen pass by. And that was Yeats's one. Right. What a fucking door thing. <laughs> 
And it's just you cast a cold eye on life. All right, all right. I'm dying to go to a party with you. Like, so you want something warm and you want something, you want something funny, don't you? Because death is funny. The fact that we're there and the fact that we're not there is inherently hilarious. Uh Um, and, And, you know, for all the sort of boring talk today of me going and then mum died. Both of those funerals were hilarious. Yes. Were hilarious. And it's not boring talk at all. <laughs> it's it's very important to everybody, you know, every single human being when they lose their parents, it's it's very important and yeah. to them. It is. And this is what this you know, we're asking you to share stuff with us. So, you know, don't be giving yourself no any sort of hard time. We don't want that. Yeah, I just feel like it's all often, I mean, I know it has to be the topic with this, but I feel like that's it. sort of quite often all I talk about. <laughs> well, that's the Irish way as well. Yeah. We, love a, we love a death chat. Oh, we love a death we chat. Love and ha- it. You'll never guess who's dead. Oh, who's dead. <laughs> you, I, I, you, know, you know that the, the death notices in the local radio stations are the most listened to thing. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they read out and this person's dead. Okay. And he's dead too. Yes. And yeah, dead. <laughs> You'll never guess who's dead. I love I love that so much. And the glee. Ooh, ooh. Oh. Oh. Anyway. went before her time. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Isn't that a shame? Yeah, isn't that a shame? But a great send-off now. Yeah, a great send-off. Oh, she was old. <laughs> she was old. She wasn't that old. She wasn't, I suppose. <laughs> well, gang, it's time to say goodbye. Or is it? We've got more funny business with Siobhan over on our subscription podcast, Six Feet Under, where we rifle through your real-life death anecdotes. Head to wherethersawillthersawake.com to subscribe. So thanks again for joining us today. I hope that was a little bit of fun for you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, she, she's so going. Good, babe. Oh, she's gone. You've been listening to Where There's a Will, There's a Wake with me, Kathy Burke. This is a Sony Music Entertainment production. My senior producer is Charlie Morrell and my producers are Naya Dio and Katie Bowden, or as I like to call them, my producer goddesses. Sound engineer is Ed Gill. Production coordinator is Archan Mohalay. Marketing by Abby Brock. Additional production and development from Chris Skinner. Original music written and performed by Jonathan Rathbone. The executive producer is Ollie Wilson. 